Thank you for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of the Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to the Issue Mic'd Up. The link is in our website, which can be found in the bio on our Instagram, which is the underscore Issue Podcast, and our Twitter, which is the Issue Podcast. New subscription episodes will come out every Friday. Guys, thank you again for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Saturday, January 8th, 2022. Uh, We have another episode here for you. Last predictions of the year. We are going into week 18 of the NFL now. These are are the last, this is the last like full every team, like every game prediction, right? Obviously in the playoffs, right? There's only whatever, how many a week, three or four, whatever, in each conference. So, you know, we'll obviously predict those and go... A little more in depth on those, but this is the last like full blown. This is the last week of the prediction. This is right? our last week of normalcy here on the show. How how we're used to it for the last what seventeen weeks now? We've been doing this, um, so you know it that actually is blows my down. mind. Blows my mind. It's winding down now. I have clinched and won our predictions. We you know keep bringing that up and talking about it. Um, you know, might as well. I, I'm I'm quite okay with that. Um, yeah, you so, know, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we have a pretty good show for you guys today. Uh, we are going to start off. Tim has a rant to get to. Uh, then we're going to hit you with some general news and predict some of these college football games. Well, no, just one. There's one left. Oh, right, it's right. the final. It's the national championship. One getting, left. I don't know what I'm talking it's about. down into it. But we will talk a little bit just in general about college football and kind of like what is like are you allowed to just transfer all the time and there's yeah. like no restrictions well, on it there will be a lot like, of college football in the news which is which right it'll be right. good um and then we're gonna get to a break coming out of the break we will have all of your week 18 nfl predictions from the issue finishing it up finishing up the season um it will be it will be good though so you had something that you wanted to lead the show off oh, with so you can yeah, get yeah. right into that now so i was like looking you know when there's not Right, there's not a Thursday night game, so there's nothing to like really um like there wasn't Thursday night game, so I can't review anything, right? There's nothing to kinda of take away from from the game like, you know, normally there would be on a Saturday. So I'm looking, I'm looking and start diving into some stats and I'm like I think Detroit in twenty twenty and Cincinnati in twenty twenty, right? They were so last year both the teams I I think they were I don't think they were that different, right? So there's two things that are different, but I'm I'm gonna get to that here in a second. But let's right now let's look at the similarities of the 2020 Detroit Lions and the 2020 Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams of last year, right? Some similarities. Not good off to the Lions. Actually, I would argue that Detroit's line is better. Questionable weapons, right? So it's like Kenny Galladay, kind of, he's not bad. He's talented, but is he necessarily proven? Marvin Jones is aging. TJ Hawkinson's too young. You look at 
Um, Cincinnati, it's like T. Higgins. He's, he's a rookie, and Tyler Boyd's always been good, but nothing like great, right? A.J. Green's gone now. Um, you don't really have a very reliable tight end. This, this is last year, right? Both abysmal defenses, abysmal. Losing cultures and on the coaching situation, right? Matt Patricia actually got fired in Detroit, and there were questions about Zach Taylor, right? You were like, I don't really know what he is. Is he going to be there long? Do we know if he can coach, right? Look at statistically, right? This is this is based on rankings. Detroit in 2020 had the 20th ranked offense and the 32nd, the worst in the league ranked defense. They're 5-11. and 11. Bengals in 2020, 29th offense, 24th defense, 4-11-1. So it's the same team. It's the same team. Except the Bengals had one less win because they turned it into a tie. That's a very Bengals thing to do, right? Look at the team side by side. Are they that different? So Cincinnati had a slightly worse offense probably because Joe Burrow got hurt, right? And then they started a series of backups, right? Nine worse spots on offense, right? A little bit better on defense, eight spot higher, eight spots higher, but not necessarily world burners on the defensive side of the football either. Ranked 24th, right? There's two things that are different now because look at the teams. Look, they've gone in completely different directions. They they started on the same path, and now look at Detroit and look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's leading the division, the three seed, in they're poised to make a playoff push. They have the quarterback for the next 12 years. They like they have their young core for the next 12 years. They're setting history, right? They have a running back over 1,000 yards, two receivers over 1,000 yards, and a quarterback over 4,000, I believe, and all of them are under 25. That is history. They are set up for 12 years. Barring any major catastrophic ish, uh, injuries, Joe Burrow will be there for 12 years, plus, most likely, right? Joe Mixon, he's a running back, so he won't last that long, but at least the next five years. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, probably give him about eight. They're set up for the next six years. Minimum. Well, Detroit's circling the drain. They're, what, 2-13-1, right? Does that sound right? Yeah, 2-13-1, right? No, yeah. Yeah, the two thirteen. Two thirteen and one. What what's different? But what was different between last year and this year? They were the same team, and now they could not be polar op. They could not be more opposite each other. Two things: quarterback and the draft. I am now. I'm revoking my statement. I said, I think that the Lions. Or I'm sorry. I think that Cincinnati should draft Panay Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon, right, to protect Joe Burrow. Can I make a? A barrier around him, right? He already got hurt. You don't want to be hurt again. The offensive line was horrendous. He's still the most sacked quarterback in the league this year. Set the Cincinnati Bengals record for most sacked, the most sacked quarterback in the season this year. And they're winning more. It's like, how does he get sacked more, but they, they win more, right? I said they should have drafted Panay Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. What do you know? They go draft Jamar Chase. That might be one of you, you're looking back in history. That might be one of the best draft choices, especially for that franchise. In the, in the last, what, five years? I mean, outside of drafting a franchise-altering quarterback, right? Outside of the Joe Burrow pick, obviously, right? You don't have Joe Burrow, none of this works. That Jamar Chase pick is going to be the most important pick for that franchise. And Detroit has Panay Sewell. Fine player. Completely average player. He's a, he's, a, he's a young tackle, right? He still has a lot of progress to go. He might become an all-pro tackle. Do you think he's ever going to affect the game like Jamar Chase does on a week-by-week basis? I don't think so. I don't think so. Jamar Chase is averaging almost 100 yards a game. I mean, what's he got? He got over 10 touchdowns. It's almost a touchdown a game. I think he's almost a touchdown a game guy. He's consistently open. Joe Burrow's comfortable throwing him the football. 
I don't know. Cincinnati has the guy. Detroit doesn't. Cincinnati has playmakers. Detroit overdrafted a project left tackle. I don't know. I, I, I'm revoking my statement. I don't think, I used to think, you know, you have to build the offensive line around the franchise guy, right? You got to protect him. That's the first thing. He can't, he can't hit any receivers if he doesn't have time to throw to his receivers, right? I, I'm revoking that statement. Your franchise plan should be get a quarterback, make him feel comfortable, and then from there, anything else is extra. Those are the two mandatory things you have to do. Look at, I'll show you more evidence, right? Look at Josh Allen. His line's not that great. I mean, when they drafted him, he was kind of a mess. Wasn't all that accurate. Made some kind of crazy turnovers. Was a little bit reckless. Now he's a top five quarterback in the league. What changed? Oh, Stephon Diggs was added to it. He's a star receiver. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you know, he's yelling at teammates on the sidelines in New England his last year. He doesn't have enough weapons. He's unhappy. Take him to Tampa. He wins the Super Bowl. He's got about seven weapons he could throw to at any minute that are would be at least starters on every other team. You got Gronk. You got O.J. Howard, Cameron Brake. You got two good backs. You got uh, Evans, Brown, Godwin out of the back. But I'm talking last year's Super Bowl team. Right? He was so comfortable. He had all the weapons in the world. Yeah, offensive lines are great. They're great. I used to think, oh, you know, what, what are receivers going to matter if you have no time to get get the ball to him? Nope, nope, not anymore, not anymore. With with the quick game, right, with the evolution of the passing game into quick throws, hit the third step, get the ball out of your hand. If you're a timing, rhythm quarterback, which Joe Burrow at times can be, and, I mean, most quarterbacks operate really, really well in that system. Everything's kind of defined for you, not a problem at all. The offensive line doesn't matter. They had to hold them off for two, two and a half seconds, maybe. Most of the time they could do that. They could do it enough to let Joe Burrow – be an MVP candidate this year. And Jamar Chase probably be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, two major differences, quarterback and playmakers, and how you assess your draft. You can get project left tackle. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's a nice safe pick for the franchise. Or you could alter your franchise with an uber-talented guy to make your franchise quarterback happy. Now, I know Detroit doesn't have a franchise quarterback. That's probably step number one. But once you get him... You got to make him comfortable. You got to get a star receiver, a star back. You have to get somebody that's going to make a difference to him on a game by game basis. That is tangible. That is direct. Jamar Chase is direct production. I understand Penesul is good. What, what are the wins over replacement for Penesul? Like, what? How much better is he than the next guy in line? Probably better. How much better is Jamar Chase than the next guy in line? A lot better. A lot better. I think Cincinnati's doing it right. I'm not. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl window quite yet. I think they. Could use some work on the defensive side. That's a, that's a scary team going forward, though. Yeah, they are. Um, Cincinnati is very intriguing. Uh, they flipped really quick, like you were saying. They finally got the quarterback right. And so there's no questions about Zach Taylor anymore. Look, look how simple that is, right? You get a really good quarterback. You get a good offense. Jamar Chase is going off, and it's like, oh, is it, Zach Taylor's fine. We'll give him an extension. Well, you know? he. I think that team now has a culture. Like I said on the last episode, they have swag now. Like They finally feel like they have, like, their own, like, kind of brand to bring to the league. You look around the division, I mean, Steeler Nation is huge. And, and right, the right. pride that the, the Steelers come into every single game with. Mike Tomlin, we were talking about, uh, you sent me that DM earlier on Instagram. They you asked know, him about, it, like, it's the his, 15 straight losing season. It's right? the standard in Pittsburgh, right? Exactly. Pittsburgh has a standard. Baltimore has a standard. They have, you know, all the hype with, with Lamar and, and all the... Harbaugh is a really good coach. Hollywood and, Brown, and, yeah. Right. They got all of that there. They have their own thing. Now, 
even, know, it, even Cleveland fans are passionate. I'll give them passionate. Yeah, they are A little passionate. bit crazy, right? They're a little, little delusional crazy. thinking about Baker. Very like, delusional. Right. But they are passionate. So, yeah, Cincinnati kind of felt like the only team that wasn't yeah, in, in that. Yeah, in the division. They finally feel like they have their thing now. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it is good to see. I think a lot of it can be credited to Zach Taylor. And I think, Joe you know, Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow just God. took that organization, put it on his back. Uh, he really did. And it came back from injury. A lot of people had questions. He shut everybody up in a singular season. I, it was great to see. And I, I, we've always loved Joe. We've always no, loved Joe. I, I was like, yeah, coming out of the draft, I thought he would be, at first, I was like, ah, Tua might be a little bit better. Because I thought Burrow was really aided by you know all the pieces around him, which he was. But he pro- yeah. And then kind of like right after they were drafted, I was like, eh, actually now looking at like all the footage of Tua coming out, I'm like... Joe Burrow like throws a better football. Like it just, the ball just like looks like it comes out of his hand easier, which now we see. Oh, it it, it does. It translates. Right, it translates, and we're so you know we we have like Joe for a while. Um, I will say I've never seen a turnaround quite like his. He completed zero passes above thirty yards last year. He leads the league in it now. Like I've I've never seen somebody go from last to first uh, in think, such a difficult thing too. I think his work ethic is just absolutely unmatched as well as a player. I mean, you see him; he has not just the quarterback attributes that you want your guy to have. Right? He's elusive. He can kind of get away from a rush, extend the play. He has now that nice deep ball, and he can push the ball downfield. He he has the leadership qualities though, the intangibles, the things that you can't coach. He does a great job running that offense for a second year guy that last year they have clips of him mic'd up on the field saying he's learning how to slide still yeah he has taken over the leadership role so well in cincinnati and he he is you know basically righted the ship there yeah well they were that's a losing culture the Bengals have turned into a very relevant team now and like you said they are a they are a scary team uh if you have them on your schedule moving forward that's for sure like I said, I think we talked about this on Wednesday. The good news about them is they maybe need one or two pieces on the offensive line. That offensive line is improving, and they're all young. So they all theoretically should get better, Yeah. right? You might need maybe one veteran piece. I don't think it'd be a problem because I don't know what you – I don't think what you need right now is a rookie offensive lineman to come in. What I think you need is a veteran to kind of glue them all together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you can find a veteran center. I'm not sure how good their center is. I don't know where their strengths are on the offensive line. But maybe just just one veteran to kind of insert into there, kind of glue it all up, right, and just draft all defense. Right now, they just need playmakers on defense. They need secondary secondary guys, and they need really really good. They need a linebacker. I, w- I would say. I don't think they're that far off from being a team that could compete with KC. We just saw them beat KC last week, right? Um, but like on that, a consistent basis, compete right, with right. KC. Kansas City. That's that's the bar. Like, unfortunately, I know people are like, why are you comparing them with Kansas City? Like, that's well because if they want to actually do something right they're every franchise at some point their goal is to win a championship if the Bengals want to win a championship in the next 15 years because that's probably how long Mahomes is going to be there if you want to win a championship within the next 15 years that's your that's your measuring stick I'm sorry them in Buffalo I would say Buffalo is closer to Cincinnati than they are KC doesn't matter but that's your measuring stick those are the teams you're going to be going through so I don't know scary team we'll see no yeah very much so so let's get into Uh, the news and uh and do a little bit of that Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> so what do you what do you make of that? Uh, strips his clothes off in what, what? What was that? The third quarter? What, let's see. When was that? In the third quarter, right? Um, 
you see a video, he's on the sidelines, he's like trying to take off his shoulder pads, like unhooking his shoulder pads, right about to take his jersey and pads off, right, his helmet's off. And you can see Mike Evans going up to him, he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And he says something to him, and he just proceeds to rip off his shirt, uh, throw his gloves and whatever, like, bands he had on his arm up into the, the crowd, along with his undershirt, everything, and walks off shirtless through the end zone, like, trying to pump up the crowd and, like, gives a peace sign and walks into the locker room and just leaves the stadium, I guess. He claims, so we'll start with his side of the story here. It's li- I feel like I'm in middle school. Again, <laughs> I really do. He claims that he had an ankle injury that was, I, I guess, ignored, I would say, in, in Tampa Bay. Like, Bruce Arians didn't care a lot about it or, or pretended to not know about it. or That was his claim, right? He said that, you know, I was too hurt to go back into the game, so I said I couldn't go in. And then, Coach, because... I was too hurt. Your coach said, you know, get out then if you're not going to play, basically. That's what that's what Arian said. So that's what that's what AB is claiming. Let's flip over to what Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay is saying. Bruce Arians says uh, Brown at halftime was all upset that he wasn't getting enough targets. Um, by the way, that sounds exactly like Antonio Brown. I just want to throw that out there. That is 100% believable and most likely what happened. Um, he ends up saying, he's like, yeah, but that got solved at halftime. And, you know, so when I went up to him uh, in the third quarter and we called for his personnel grouping that he's been playing with all game and for most of the past couple games um, that he's been in, that's been the grouping he was with. We called for that and he said, no, coach, I'm not going in or something like that. And so Bruce Aarons goes, in his president, goes, well, I told him um, to get the F out, is what he said. Um, okay, now my opinion. Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 100% correct. AB is out of his mind, completely delusional. I would prefer he goes and gets any help that he needs because he's not in his right mind. There's no way he is. I mean, for God's sake, he put on his Instagram story. This gets funny. AB. I I will go find it directly from the source. That way, you know, there's no... Okay. Right, right. So he, this is him texting Alex Guerrero. Alex Guerrero is a longtime trainer of Tom Brady, right? He has literally been Tom Tom Brady's personal trainer since Brady, you know, for a long time, right? World-renowned trainer. Hey, AG, Alex Guerrero. This is what AB is saying. If we're not going to work anymore, that's fine. Let me know about the 100K I paid you only for I get get back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. Two hours later... Alex Guerrero says, good morning, AB. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity to work together. You are a wonderful person. I hope you, I hope for your continued success on and off the field. Please let me know where you want me to send the balance. Big hugs, my friend. So he said he'd pay him back. AB then puts a caption on that story saying the following. At Tom Brady guy A B and then tags Alex Guerrero charging me a hundred K never doing the work on me. How you even work with people like this? This what I was dealing with. Did he not say he'd pay it back? I'm confused. That just tells you everything you need to know about the the mindset of Antonio Brown. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. Like he I, I I'm not sure he's like fully comprehending what just happened. Yeah. It, it's upsetting. Um and yeah, please seek help if you're listening. Somehow. Um, I mean, I, I, I could have told you this from the beginning that, 
long term in Tampa wasn't going to work. I thought bringing him back this year, right? It worked last year. That's fine. You know, that was kind of a one time thing, though. I, I don't think. Why would you leave him in the locker room another year? I thought that was kind of a s- bad mistake yeah. on the part of Tom and, and Tampa Bay, but. I don't think it, like, changes Tampa all that much. It really doesn't. I know, Tom, that's kind of been, like, a safety valve for him, but I think Gronk is still there. He still has Mike Evans. Like, still has got a bunch of pro bowlers everywhere. I think he'll be just fine. And and does Tom not turn receivers into pro bowlers? I mean, come on. Right, right. <laughs> he still has Scotty Miller. Tyler Johnson's a, a, a promising young guy. I, I'm not sure AB, like, changes no, that team at all. I think really from doesn't. a football standpoint, I don't think it matters even in the slightest. No. Uh, yeah. All right, I want to talk about... Uh, College football. Um, so, star, I would say star, right? He was a five-star, number one quarterback at a high school. Beats out Spencer Rattler this past year, like midseason. Caleb Williams, right, quarterback for Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley obviously leaves to go to USC. Caleb Williams has now entered the transfer portal. I want to talk about the transfer portal. There's like 3,000-some kids in the transfer portal right now that is bananas joel klatt said i think uh, i think he said over half of these guys just gave up college football scholarships and they might not get them back right like going in the transfer portal doesn't guarantee that you're going to find somebody and go oh you know what you know that's they want me i want to go there but you have to scholarship. get recruited all over right again. you have to get recruited all over again it's right obviously if you're a star right Caleb Williams and all the stars that go in there really really proven players are going to find a spot right and find a scholarship but for the majority of these guys just going whenever they want wherever they want it's like you're not guaranteed a scholarship wherever you go like you, it's not good for the sport I don't think right I like the idea of the transfer portal I think it's more exciting gives players a little bit of power that's good right that's fine there's got to be like some restrictions you can't just be like you know what Screw this, I'm leaving. You know, I'm done. Like, you got guys that are starting on five different teams in five years of eligibility. Like, I mean, come on. Are, are we... What is this? Yeah. Right? What is this? It's not a game. This isn't... I'm not sure it's, like, in the best interest of these kids, right? Just letting them jump around wherever they want. Kind of putting football first. Because for 90 blank percent of college football athletes, right... 90 whatever percent, I'm going to go with like probably 8, right? 98 of them are not going to make a living in the NFL. Probably not, no. They're not going to yeah. make a living. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're, I think there should be more of a focus on, like, school here. I understand. It's like transfer portal with NIL. You can go get money now. It's like you're trading, like, $100,000 here for going to Louisiana Tech from a car dealership. It's like, or get your degree, like, and, and go and, and, like, get a job. And, at like, 90-something percent. I think eight sounds right. Don't make a living from the NFL. Like, I think there's a, an emphasis on football. It's becoming too, like, NFL-ish almost. Like, you just go wherever you want, player mobility, this, that. It's like... No, you're in college. Right, right. I think there should be some restriction on this. Right. I, I 100% agree with you. It's it's insane. Well, there's no CEO. There's no, like, boss of college football. There's no governing body. How is there no governing body for, like, a billion, billions of dollars? It's a billions of dollars business. I mean, because the NCAA has kind of, not been a joke, but I mean, they've been definitely poorly run, poorly associated, and I mean, kind of a. Uh, it's been it's been a rocky road with them. Some of the decisions that they've right, made, right, right, and how long it's taken on some decisions. Um, I don't know what to make of it. 
No, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I I don't like the transfer um, whenever, transfer wherever, yeah. transfer as many times as you want. Right. If you need it to get out of a situation, or you think you fit better in another situation, then by all means, sure. But I mean, if you're just transferring to transfer, that 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 can't be a thing. Yeah, and I think even like the time of the year, I think would be right. It would. It should um, matter. Like even the NFL has a, a deadline for like trades and deadline for free agency, and like you have a. You, you know have, how hard it is to transfer to play high school football. Yeah, you think it, it'd be a little bit more it, difficult at Pine Richland. We had uh, Kenny White transferred to uh, PR his senior year to play. Yeah, you know, ended up he was like a three star recruit. Yeah, um, he comes in. It took like how many. How many months in court to, like, to like allow him to transfer schools to play football? Right, he had to like prove residency of something or like someone that that somebody like that he knows lives there or a family member lives in the stupid. You stupid. have to go through more stress uh, transferring schools in high school to play football than you than you do in the NCAA. That's a problem. Yeah, you can't have a backlog of three thousand kids in the transfer portal. That's insane. Yeah, that's, it's not healthy for the sport. I agree. What is healthy for the sport, though, is probably the two best teams meeting in the championship game, right? I know, like, Michigan's a good story and Cincinnati's a good story, but if you want, like, if you truly care about the integrity, like, is the best team, does they, do they have a shot to win? Yeah, I think these are the two best teams in college football. Yeah. But I think I think it's Bama and I think it's Georgia. Um, I think Bama's slightly better just because I, I like their coach and I like their quarterback. But, my God, that Georgia defense. So, you like Georgia, why? I mean, I, the Georgia defense, you said it. Yeah. it. It's it is what it is. I think this time they're going to be a lot more prepared for Alabama. I mean, I know Alabama's going to come out. It's going to be a very high scoring game. I see it being very high scoring. What's my forty-two thirty-nine? I have written down. Yeah, what you probably think Georgia's making one more stop than Bama. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love Georgia's defense, but at the end of the day, it is Alabama's offense. So we have to keep that in mind. But I do think at the end of the day, they stop them one more time, maybe get a turnover. Um, and I just have it's one of those things where you just have a feeling you're like okay rematch these Georgia fans want it it's tough to beat a team twice especially you know so so it's hard for Bama to beat Georgia twice in right. one season statistically in, in three weeks right in a three week span Georgia would be the would be the bet so I'm gonna go with Georgia I'm gonna play the numbers right here. right um, I'm gonna go Bama like I said I think it's a coach quarterback thing I just I I just went there and said. Um, in my in my opening round, I said, you know, I used to think you have to, you know, build the team the right way and do it the the Indianapolis Colts way and build an offensive line and this and that. It's like do you have a really good quarterback, a dynamic playmaking quarterback. Is your coach at least average? Obviously, Nick Saban is well above average. And do you have playmakers on the outside? I think in all three of that, I think Bama is better than Georgia. Yeah, Georgia might win in the trenches. And I know, you know, a lot of games can be decided in the trenches, but I, I, I think nowadays, quarterback, coach, playmaker, are they all better than the team you're playing against? I think right now, yeah, Alabama, Jamison Williams is phenomenal. Uh, that tight end, Bill, Billingsley, I think might be his name for Alabama, really, really good. They have another awesome receiver, I can't even remember his name. Good running back, right? can catch pass out of the backfield. Bryce Young is dynamic. Heisman winner. Nick Saban is obviously the best coach in college football history. Probably not all that close. And, wait, no, that's it. Got weapons, quarterback, coach. That's it. Mm. And I, I like George's, but Stetson Bennett is, he's good, not great. He's not Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young. So there it is. There are the predictions for college football. I have Alabama 28-24, by the way. There we go. Kind of, a little bit that. lower scoring, but... Uh, 
I don't know. I think Alabama's going to trail 24-21 to 21 with about four to five minutes left. They're going to drive down the field, score, boom, kick the extra point, go up by four, and time's going to run out on Georgia trying to get down the field. Yeah. All right. Well, that is – those are the predictions for the national championship game coming up. Uh, we have, you know, all of our predictions for week 18 in the NFL. The Chiefs, Broncos, Cowboys, Eagles, Bengals, Browns, some good matchups this week, just to name a few. We will answer all of those questions when we get back. Hey guys, it's Luke here from The Issue. Doing the podcast, we want equipment that works just as hard as we do. That's why we chose Rockville Audio when we thought to build the studio. We got our microphones, boomsticks, a mixer, headphones, audio cables, everything from rockvilleaudio.com. They have way more than that. They have stuff for your car, for boats, lighting, audio, everything you could possibly need. Find it at rockville.com. They are awesome. Go check it out. That is rockville.com. All right. Second segment issue Saturday. Oh, God. What's today? December January. January. Oh, my 8th. God. Yeah, January 8th. Whatever. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> just, a, just a brain for it. January 8th. Saturday. About midday, sun, sun, sun's out. It's peeking out for sure, melting any remnants of snow. Um, we'll see though. We're scheduled for some snow tomorrow as well. So you yeah, know, I, I think Pittsburgh. We've been kind of lucky. It's been. I think we've had what one snow prior to this. This most recent one here. Yeah, pretty much. I think we had like one last year in December, but there, or maybe it, was, it might have been even November. It's been a while for us. Yeah. Um, so I guess you know. We're due for some. I think it's about that time of year. Whatever is what it is. Um, guys, if you didn't check out the Mic'd Up episode that was posted yesterday, if you're not a subscriber, go subscribe. Check out the episode from yesterday. A lot of good betting lines for Week 18, right? Gives you a chance to kind of maybe, maybe if you're on the border for being in the, the, the plus minus, right, uh, for the whole season. I know some people look at that. It's like, well, for the NFL season, I was, you know, plus 1,000, whatever, right? Whatever, the, the big betting guys. If you're on the border, go follow some of these bets here, right? Maybe make some money to round out your NFL season. Because once you get into the playoffs, betting gets a little bit, gets a little hairy. It's like your prop bets, your live bets are a little bit better in the playoffs because it can be kind of chaos. Um, so go go get your last regular season bets. Go check that out. Um, that's on what Spotify. You can find it on Anchor, right? Yeah. Um, if you go, so you can sign up through the the link in the website. So the, and, and the link's also in the link tree. So, I mean, it's everywhere. If you go to our Instagram, it's in the bio there. It's in the bio on our Twitter. Um, and it's in the description of the episode, too. There's a link for uh, the subscribe. Click that. It'll take you right to the page. And our subscription episodes are available on Spotify only. So okay, they're not on, either on Spotify or Anchor. Or Anchor, right, right. Right. So you can go listen on either one of those two platforms after you purchase the three ninety nine a month. Um, then right. you, you'll have full access to all of our extra episodes, all of our um, mic'd up Both episodes. Both platforms, by the way, are free, like generally. You don't have to pay. Yeah. Like after you get the subscription, like you don't have to pay per month for Spotify if you don't want to, right? Right. And Anchor's free for listeners outside of obviously the subscription if you choose to purchase it. But it's not like an extra cost for, for Spotify or for Anchor if you don't want it to be. Right. It's super helpful. 
All right. Uh, well, let's go with these predictions. Quit, quit beating around the bush. Let's get Week into it. 18 of the NFL. Let's go. All right. Kansas City at Denver, right? Denver, mile high, could get a little cold, thin air, right? I don't think it affects Kansas City. I think Kansas City still has something to play for, right? Because Tennessee, they're far from a sure bet. I know they are playing Houston. Well, they lost to Houston at home last time. So Tennessee is far from a, a sure bet to be the number one seed. I think KC still has a little bit to play for. I don't think they're going to be resting Mahomes or anything like that. They are 10.5-point favorites. Uh, I definitely like KC to beat Denver here, and I think you do too. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think this is one of those games where Denver walks in, and or not walks in, but hosts, know, upsets right? Right. Uh, a Kansas City team in January, last week of the season, going into the playoffs. Um, I think Kansas City's kind of banging on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Uh, Even though they lost to Cincinnati, there was still a good game for them. Right. Yeah, their defense wasn't great, but... Their I mean, offense is humming. It's it finally right. clicked. Uh, there was that little period of the season like you know weeks like what was it uh, like four through 12 that didn't look all that great for them they found their way they got back on track i like kansas city moving forward i like kansas city over denver yeah also denver um has i guess if you want to use the term clinched but clinched the uh fourth spot in the division so morale's probably pretty low there I'm not sure right. they're going to go put on a very inspired performance considering they're in fourth no matter what they do so it doesn't really matter all right, Dallas at Philadelphia. I, I pondered Philly in this because I do like Philly. They can run the football, kind of keep Dak on the sidelines. But the more that Philly offense is on the field, I think the more prone Jalen Hurts is to make a mistake. He's fine throwing 25 to 30 times a game, right? But you don't want him on the field too much and maybe throwing at Trayvon Diggs a little bit. Although Diggs does let up yards. Diggs is also a playmaker when it comes to intercepting passes. Hurts isn't the most accurate guy, so Diggs could jump a route, right? I, I think Hertz makes one decision that is like, eh, and Dallas wins. I think it's a close game, though, at Philadelphia. It's on Saturday night, 8-15, so it's kind of a primetime game. But I will go Dallas slightly, okay. slightly. I think I think Dak doesn't make a mistake. I think Hertz makes one, um, and that's going to be the difference. I like Dallas. Um, I'm kind of for the same reason. I like Dak more than I like... Then I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And and we've really actually come around on Hurts too. Right, we have. But at the end of the day, I'll still take Dak. He has the experience. He's bigger. He has he has a bigger arm. He he kind of gets out of the pocket a little bit better. I, I don't know what it is about Dak. Um, he throws on the run pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, he just seems to do a lot of things pretty well, yeah. uh, especially against the divisional opponent. He's like sixteen and two against the NFC East in yeah. his career. Come I mean, on. come on. Yeah. It, it, it is a divisional opponent. He he's seeing them all the time. He plays um, well against them. Pretty he, consistently. He really does. Um, so I'm. There's really no doubt in my mind that you know I'm, I'm taking Dallas here. All right, let's go with one with this, that we are uh, split on. Cincinnati at Cleveland. So Cincinnati's gonna rest Burrow because they can't get the number one seed, and I don't think. I guess they could drop down to the four, um, but I'm not sure the matchup either way is that different. Like I don't. They're resting Burrow, right? So they're gonna start. I think Brandon Allen at quarterback. I'm still going to go with Cincinnati. I think overall, they're playing better football. I'm not sure that that is going to be as much of a factor. And I don't know what Cleveland's playing for. I mean, what I guess for jobs at this point, I'm not saying NFL guys mail it in. But even the slightest little edge in, in motivation right, can go a long way. These guys are so close talent-wise. They're all motivated. Even a slight edge in motivation can be such a huge factor. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I don't feel great about it, obviously not having Burrow, but Brandon Allen played uh, a couple a couple snaps for uh, Cincinnati before he played a game, I think, there. He did play a little bit in Denver, I think that was two years ago or last year, right? He's been there, right? He, he's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. I'm not sure Cleveland's going to be a, 
you know, a madhouse, right? They're, they're out of the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati barely. You like Cleveland, why? Um, you know, at the end of the day, they are NFL athletes and they are competitors. Um, especially against divisional opponents. Um, especially when you're coming off a big loss to a divi- uh, divisional opponent on Monday Night Football. Right. Kind of got embarrassed by a team with no offense, right? I mean, we can call it what it is. So I think this is also going to be a game that shows us how important Joe Burrow is to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I think this game with Joe Burrow sitting out, I think it is going to be insanely obvious on how well you hit in the draft right there with that draft pick with and, and with taking Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be day and night. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, completely different team without him on the field. I'm, um, I'm hoping not. And honestly, I think it's going to kind of make his case I for for an MVP. Not Maybe not this year, but in the future. I think he should be up for it this year, I though. think he is probably one of the most, if we're talking straight-up value, he brings value. And I think that value is going to be shown um, when, when they don't have him against the, the Browns. And the Browns are going to be, a, they're going to be playing a tough game. I mean, let's not, let's not forget, they have a very good roster. They got Nick Chubb. They have the best running game in football. So whoever is quarterbacking in Cincinnati is probably going to be on the sideline for a lot of the game. I think Cleveland's starting Case Keenum, by the way, but I don't think that changes a whole lot. We, I, I said think, before, I, I think, think Case and Baker are, are, are kind more of similar than dissimilar. So I like Cleveland for that reason. I'll take Cleveland. I think a Baker's a slightly, slightly, obviously younger, but slightly more talented guy. He can throw the ball a little bit further and a little bit harder. He's a, he's a better pure thrower, but I don't think they're all that different. Yeah. Um, okay, Washington uh, goes to the New York Giants. I'm going to take Washington. Um, I'm not sure what the Giants do well right now. I don't know who they're starting at quarterback. Probably what, Mike Glennon, maybe? Let's see. Right, so Mike Glenn's going to start. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Washington. The Giants can't stop a nosebleed. Their special teams is a mess. They have no quarterback. I'm not sure their line is any good. I'll go, I'll go Washington. Okay. All right, Minnesota. You like Washington, too? Yeah, right? I do. Uh, Minnesota hosts Chicago again. Um, Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? That's, that's kind of what you have to ask yourself. At this point in his career, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins over Justin Fields. Um as well. I think Minnesota also, the, the the situation in Chicago, I think they just want this year to be done, right? With the whole Matt Nagy thing and, you know, quarterback, this, this, that. You, I think they're going to be ready to be done with this season. I do think, though, they're going to be playing for Mike Zimmer a little bit in Minnesota. He is a likable guy. I'll go with Minnesota here. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is kind of a shocker. Green Bay and Detroit. Oh, here you go. Okay, so Detroit's at home. Green Bay is going to start... I think Jordan Love at quarterback. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Aaron's going to play. Okay. And I don't know if they're going to have Adams out there and Jones. I don't know if they're going to play all their guys. They've locked up the number one seed, so they're not really playing for anything. Detroit plays really hard football. I don't think they're good, but they play hard football. They've played pretty well the past couple weeks. They put up 29 in Seattle, which it's Seattle, but 29 on the road in an NFL game isn't bad with Tim Boyle, a backup quarterback. So I, I think they will put up some points. They can run the football, and Green Bay can't really stop the run. Jared Goff will make enough throws to win. I'm going to pick Detroit here to beat Green Bay. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it. Okay, I like Green Bay um, simply because it's not Detroit. Uh, you're taking a leap of faith here. I respect it. I really do. I yeah. mean, I guess you can do really whatever you want when you're losing. It doesn't matter. It um, really doesn't matter. So, I mean, yeah, take Detroit. If it hits, you're the smartest man in the world. So, I mean, roll that dice. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, alrighty then. Let's get into an, the the final game we're split on. So we're split on three: the Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Detroit, Green Bay, and then finally Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I'm going to take you Baltimore. Um, I guess 
I, it doesn't really come down to who wants it more because both of them, I guess, need kind of a long shot to make the playoffs anyway. They're kind of both in the same boat. Um, but I do like Baltimore being at home. Pittsburgh always has trouble in Baltimore. It is a 1 o'clock game. Primetime in Baltimore is always rough for Pittsburgh. 1 o'clock is a little bit better, but I don't think that's going to change much. Um, I think they get Lamar back as well. Even if they don't, Tyler Huntley still does things with his legs that I'm not sure the Steelers can counter. Right? If Baker has any little bit of mobility on Monday Night Football, I think the Steelers are shredded because they were just getting upfield, um, rushing the passer. I think if if Tyler Huntley can kind of step through and run the football a little bit, I, or Lamar doesn't matter, they're both very, very similar. I'll take Baltimore at home. You like Pittsburgh, why? DJ Watt, he's coming in. He's going to get that. He's going to set that sack I record. I think he will set the sack he's record. He's setting though. that sack record, and he's going to get – absolutely juiced for this game it is going to be insane i can't wait to watch it actually um it's going to be one of the more interesting games uh for us at least being from pittsburgh um you know i I think it's going to be it's going to be cool to see ben's last crack at baltimore it's going to be interesting to see how that run game transitions from you know monday night football into this week can they keep that going can Najee have another 100 yard plus game and then you know, on the flip side, our defense is really good. Historically, yeah. our defense doesn't let Lamar and the Ravens really do much. It's true. We match up well. And honestly, Tomlin over Harbaugh has been quite the... It, it, it's been a recurring theme throughout yeah. throughout the last, you know, 10 years. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to keep playing the odds here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Kind of a, a last, the last and final hoorah for Ben, you know. Fair enough. All right, Tennessee at Houston. I am going to pick Tennessee. I know I said, you know, they're far from a, a sure bet, but I, I do think that they will be Houston. Um, Derrick Henry's practicing this week. I don't know if he's going to get some carries right to kind of prepare him for the playoffs a little bit. I'm not sure he should miss, you know, eight weeks or nine weeks, ten weeks, whatever, and then just jump right into the playoffs. Maybe he gets a couple carries. I don't think it really matters. They run the football well anyway. Tannehill make enough throws. I, I'm not sure I love them by ten. That's the line. They're favored by ten. I'm not sure I love that, but yeah. I do think Tennessee wins. Yeah, I think Tennessee wins, but that that is a big line for the NFL. Yep. Let's go uh, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Um, I like Indy here. Uh, what, what does Jacksonville do well? Uh, not really anything. Nothing. I did see a funny stat, though, to kind of talk about that. Um, Jacksonville is like 4-0 against Indianapolis in the last since 2004 when they play them at home. It's insane. That is weird. Yeah. So, I mean, Jacksonville is at home. I don't think that changes much. I don't think, you know, Jacksonville is going to win this this year, but it is an odd stat to to kind of keep out a lookout for. So the last four games they've seen Indy at home. So the last four years, Jacksonville's 4-0 at home against them. Yep. That's interesting. All right, about New Orleans at Atlanta. I'm going to go New Orleans. I think you are as well. Probably, I mean, they're a better coach team. They have a better defense. Even with Taysom Hill, I think they're the quarterback position. Both of them are pretty poor i'm not sure i like matt ryan i don't like Taysom hill whatever they're like the same team but new orleans has a better defense i would say all right san fran um traveling to la to play the rams now this one's close because uh kyle shanahan plays sean McVay really really well he does he he seems to have his number but i think right now with a rookie quarterback i'm not sure he's going to be able to go in and beat aaron donald and jalen ramsey in what is third or fourth start i just i don't think it's a great spot for the rookie to be in on the road i'm gonna go with la i like la as well for the same reason yeah all right okay this is one i have a little star beside um because i think seattle has potential to upset arizona here on the road at arizona seattle runs the football arizona can, can be a little sketchy on the run defense i will however take arizona i 
I don't know. Seattle's just had a rough year. They have. Um, it's, it just is, it seems like the perfect way to cap it would be a loss. I don't know. Um, football gods probably want them to lose. I, I, Kyler right now is playing better football than Russ. I, I'll go Arizona. They're just a better football team top to bottom. Yeah, Arizona. All right, New England. New England at Miami. Uh, Miami does have the tendency to beat New England late in seasons, right? Remember the Miami miracle that was late in the year mm-hmm. um, when Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that was two years ago now, in 2019, they go into Foxborough late in the year and beat them. But I don't think that's going to happen again here. I showed you two his stats against good teams and against bad teams. Against good teams, he's not a good quarterback. Uh, New England is a, is a good team. Now, I do worry because Mac Jones also, likewise, against good defense, kind of shrinks. But I think it comes down to who's going to outcoach who here, and I'm going to take Belichick over Flores. Yeah. Plus, Belichick against his disciples, right, is phenomenal. He just he wins all the time. So yeah. All right. How about the Jets go to Buffalo? So Buffalo has been playing teams that shouldn't even be close. They've been kind of playing them tight. So the line here at at 16 for Buffalo is interesting. But obviously Buffalo is going to win, right? I'm not going to pick the Jets. Yeah. It's an interesting line to keep your eye on though. But I I will go Buffalo. I think right now they're obviously a significantly better football team. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. The Jets don't have a good quarterback. I mean, what else do you want me to say here, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Buffalo is the clear the clear, clear and obvious pick here. Right, right. So there's no Monday night game, so we have two more games left. We have the 425 Tampa Bay hosting Carolina. Oh, we both Tampa. like Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Carolina's a dumpster fire. Um, and then to cap off the NFL season, we have the L.A. Chargers traveling to Vegas. What a beautiful way to cap it off in Vegas. Um, against the Raiders. Now, this is this is actually close. Both of them are 9-7. and seven. Both of them are playing pretty well. I'm going to go Chargers because I think their quarterback's more dynamic, although I do like Derek Carr. I think they're more di- a more dynamic offense, and they have more playmakers on defense, although statistically, statistically the defenses are actually pretty close. Yeah. Um, but I think LA is more talented. I'll go the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers as well. Um, and that wraps it up. I that do is, believe that is it. That is the final predictions. The last predictions for uh, – for the NFL season, the 2021 NFL season, getting ready to wrap things up and get into playoff coverage of the NFL. Uh, it is a, it's going to be a special time of the year here on the show. I know I'm excited for it. I'm um, excited. I'm very excited. I know how excited you get to, to watch and, and cover um, playoff football. Playoff, playoff of anything football. is better, I mean, right? I mean, we, we dove into hockey. I don't watch hockey until the playoffs. And I, I love playoff I love hockey, playoff hockey. But playoff football just has has a feeling to uh, it like no other, uh, especially these teams getting down to it now, chasing after that Lombardi trophy, and it is getting closer. We're getting closer to that first Sunday of February. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, like Tim was talking about earlier, go listen to the Miked Up episode. We posted one yesterday. So go back, subscribe. Hit the link in the description of this episode. Go subscribe to that link, uh, you know, and then go listen to all of our extra content. We're going to have some great bets. Or we do have some great bets out, uh, and we're going to have more and more to come throughout the playoffs. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, and that was The Issue.